Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Move Nourished podcast, where we discuss nutritious eating, functional movement, and herbal medicine to help you move, eat, and live better. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Forrest. We're clinical herbalists, movement coaches, and wellness nerds. Let's get started. So it's a controversial one that we have for you today, y'all, even though it really shouldn't be. But strap in because we are going to dismantle everything that you have been taught or told or encouraged to believe about adrenal fatigue, starting with the fact that it's not real. There is no such thing as adrenal fatigue unless you have Addison's disease, which you don't probably. Very, very, it's pretty rare. Addison's disease is very rare. So go ahead. So the, the idea in kind of the alternative naturopathic functional medicine world is that there is a syndrome of hypo adrenalism that is separate from the the kind of established medical conditions Addison's and Cushing's and other adrenal pathologies and so the idea of adrenal fatigue was that it is a subclinical pathology it's a sub, right, what it's a does sub- hypoadrenalism mean for us and then what does Hypo, subclinical mean yeah. hypoadrenalism would be having lower amounts of cortisol specifically is what's being talked about in adrenal fatigue theory than is needed. And the idea is that you have high cortisol from stress and that over time you run out of cortisol, your adrenal glands fatigue and they stop producing enough cortisol. And then your symptoms of fatigue and malaise and body aches, poor sleep get worse than they were when you were just normally stressed with high cortisol. Now you're in a burnout phase. And so the idea of subclinical means that there's nothing from a endocrinology perspective, there's nothing pathologically wrong with the adrenal gland, but there's this kind of functional disorder that is being applied to the adrenal gland. It's like, it's not bad enough for you to get help from the allopathic medical system or from a doctor, but it's the idea with subclinical is that it's still bad enough to be causing your symptoms. That's the idea. Right. And there is real subclinical things like mm-hmm. you can have subclinical iron deficiency where your iron is not low Which enough that you have a little bit low. anemia, but it's low enough that it's causing some symptoms. The mm-hmm. idea in functional medicine and naturopathy was that there is this subclinical adrenal fatigue that's causing these burnout symptoms. But the controversy, I think, with adrenal fatigue is the dichotomy that's created, the kind of mm-hmm. like either or. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, we have the true believers in the naturopathic uh, functional medicine world that are saying there's this this syndrome that's happening with your adrenal glands. It's happening in the adrenal glands. We can test it. We can treat it. On the other end of the spectrum, people saying, no, there's no such thing as this. And your symptoms are simply non-existent. That, you know, it's just normal stress and normal fatigue of daily life or it's something else. There's this not recognition. There is this thing. We can call it burnout for lack of a better term. There is this this syndrome that adrenal fatigue is trying to to talk about. Speaking Mm -hmm. to. Uh, In the in the 1800s, it might have been called neurasthenia. In Chinese medicine and in ancient times, it was called the chi deficiency. There has been lots of different explanations of it and names of it. But it's this idea that after... Being an extended under, period, mm-hmm. an extended period of stress with not a lot of sleep and recovery and nourishment, yes. mm-hmm. that you reach a point 
that you burn out. Everybody's um, like, and, we're done. And, you, <laughs> yeah. and then you have fatigue, you have, a, you can have a lot of different symptoms, but this, mm-hmm. this idea is real. The problem is, is that the idea that it's. It's the adrenal gland. Is yeah, not that it's real. a. It's not real or it's not, it's not a pathology, even subclinical of the adrenal glands. It's not something we can treat the adrenal glands to right. fix. Right. The adrenal glands aren't the problem. Yeah. Why? And in the nature, reason that there's wouldn't... a reason that that's, he- that's harmful too. It's not just mm-hmm. semantics here, people. I just want to say that it's like, yeah. this is not just us on soapboxes. There's an actual ramifications and harmful consequences of misidentifying the cause here. And we're going to get into that more in our next couple of episodes yeah. in a little bit today as well. Yeah, and we can talk a little about some of the treatments that can be harmful based on this misconception. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the biggest problem is that it becomes a cop-out. Yes. Because what we're really talking about... And a about, massive oversimplification. Yes, yes. What we're taking is we're saying, you know what? The systematic effects of the stress that we're under in society, that society puts on us, mm-hmm. that we put on ourselves, that... The stress then of the undernourishment, lack of sleep, the extra thing like from phytoestrogens to blue lights to traffic that were not. Microplastics. Yeah, you name it. Microplastics. All of these new things in modern society that are stressing our systems. The cultural idea that we can just keep going and we don't need to sleep. We can. Not only work an 80 hour day, right. grind till you die. Like, yeah, grind till I die. We can work 80 hours a week. We can put in extra hours. We can sleep five hours a night. And we can also throw in like eight hardcore CrossFit workouts just just to push ourselves, just to push ourselves. And also while doing that, while surviving on nothing but like Pop-Tarts and coffee, like <laughs> to take the systematic effects on mental health and physical performance and movement and lack thereof. And connection and, and community and and, mm-hmm. and lack there. Yeah. To or take all of that, to take all of this stuff, we have a lot to work through and come out and say, no, it's not that. It's not problem with how nervous some copes. It's simply that this adrenal gland is malfunctioning and we just need to poke it. support it. We need to. Yeah. poke it. We need to give it herbs that stimulate it or we need to replace the cortisol with hormone replacement therapy because it's not it's not the world. It's not society. It's not your nervous system's struggle to adapt to all of this. It's instead, it's just a, a hormone that needs to be fixed. Right. And so that is a cop out. That is a cop out. That is a, a catastrophically sized oversimplification. And not only right. that, but ascribing it to that, like we have said, is incredibly harmful because then some of the remedies that you are going to be given or encouraged to take are going to either not do anything and be a waste of money at best or at worst going to make things way worse. Right. And mm-hmm. I'll say to some degree, adrenal fatigue could become just like a, a not super accurate terminology that's if it still embodies the use of stress management and recovery, recovery. management, things mm-hmm. like that. That's okay. Fine. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is when those therapies aren't being used, those, mm-hmm. those important things aren't being taken care of. And the focus is being put on these therapies that support the adrenal gland when the adrenal gland is just responding to what the nervous system tells it to do. Yes. And I think before we get into that, I just want to really emphasize here is your symptoms. If, if this is something that if you 
came to this episode hoping for more information or you've been told this by a practitioner, I just want to say to you, dear listener, that like your symptoms are real. That's which is like yeah. just underpinning everything that we're saying here. Your symptoms are real. There is a real thing. This is a real thing. Ascribing them to the adrenals is a massive oversimplification. But there is something happening here that is real, that is chronic, that is overwhelming. So just to emphasize that before we go into the nervous system a little bit. Yes, we don't want uh, a misconception because we're not saying we're not belittling. We're not trying to be dismissive of this. We are just saying that it's not because of your adrenals running out of their ability to make cortisol because. Yeah. I mean, while while the body does maladaptive things frequently, how incredibly maladaptive would it be for the survival of the species if we just ran out of the hormone that tells us to run away from the bear? Like, we just, right. it's just not going to happen. And this is coming from both of our practices. I can, I hope I can speak for mm-hmm. both of us, is that we work with burnout and fatigue uh, and chronic illness. And a lot, I, I mean, I'd say 90% of the cases that come through most practitioners would say they have adrenal fatigue if they've not already come into me with a, somebody mm-hmm. having told them that they have yep. adrenal fatigue. Many, many and people. What, mm-hmm. And what we found is that it's not fate. What, it's of not fate not. what somebody is dealing with. And there's lots to unpack with it. The problem is, is that the idea of the adrenals being the cause of all this hasn't helped anyone that I've seen. In fact, it's frequently caused harm. And that also speaks to this idea we're we're so resistant to the idea of rest, like culturally, we're so resistant to the idea of yeah. rest and and connection, and that's so antithetical to productivity and right. There's all of our cultural ideas about what it means to be successful that we take what is very clearly malaise or a, a condition of over driving too fast, doing too much over too long amount of time. And we find a way to rationalize giving yeah. stimulants for it so that people don't have to slow down. So I also just want to point to the mental jujitsu that's required to somehow arrive at the conclusion that the solution for burnout is push harder. That also is one of the harmful underpinnings of how adrenal fatigue is treated. So before yes. we get too much on our soapboxes here, there's a little bit of soapboxes that's necessary for something like this, but we also want to keep the focus on providing useful, actionable information. So. Let's talk about what's actually happening here and give folks a more nuanced sense so that they can have a better understanding of like, all right, my symptoms are real. You're saying it's not because of my adrenals, even though that's what a practitioner is saying. So like, how can my symptoms be real, but not be this thing that everybody is saying that it is? Right. And so what we really have to look at and what we'll be looking at, not just today, but in future episodes on stress neuroscience is that our nervous system is the driver. Mm-hmm. Our nervous system is assessing the stress, the recovery, mm-hmm. and the lack of nourishment, both from foods and movements and things like connection. Mm-hmm. connection. Our nervous system is looking at all that and is determining what can we handle. It's mm-hmm. determining like what's the level of danger and what's the level of resource like internally to bring to that. And yep. When danger, when the nervous system feels that there is danger, it responds by putting us more on guard. We have more anxiety. Our pain system is more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And when the nervous system determines what this is harming us to keep doing this, it can increase the volume on our fatigue. We have a normal fatiguing system. That's why we get fatigued when we 
do a round of exercise and after we've done a bunch of math and our nervous system can say, you know what, based on what's been put in, what fuel has been put in and what rest has been put in and what stresses I'm under. How much gas is in my tank. Gas is in the tank mm -hmm. and how far we have to drive. Nervous system can say, you know what, I'm going to turn the dial up on the fatigue today because they they need to slow down. They need to slow down. So we have this complex dynamic system that is hugely neuroplastically learning about what we're giving to it and what we're expecting of it. And then is basically negotiating the boundaries with Mm -hmm. us at all times. Expending, Um, doling out resources or not based on that assessment. Yeah. So in, in summary, it is the nervous system. We can also look at how the nervous system also affects the cortisol and hormonal sure. systems. Mm-hmm. So the HPA axis, the, the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal axis, which is what's talked about in adrenal fatigue. It's this, this hormonal endocrine orchestra. Yes. You know, in the so body. So our nervous system can upregulate and downregulate those processes depending on its perceived need. Mm-hmm. So it can decrease our cortisol for a moment in time or an hour in time or a day in time or Mm -hmm. a week of time based on its determination that we are overloaded in those responses. And it's trying to protect us. It's yeah, it's trying to protect us by doing that, just to point that out. So in a way, there can be even these changes in cortisol and the adrenal, but it's not It's not the adrenal gland's fault. The adrenal gland is a tool that the nervous system uses for Mm -hmm. responding to stress. And if that, if that tool is downregulated or upregulated, that's based on how the nervous system is determining how we should deal with that stress. Now it can be, it's a conversation for another episode as to, is the nervous system determining that accurately or not? Sure. Sometimes it's just accurate. If you are like downing Red Bulls, sleeping two hours and working, working 14 extra hour hours, days. Al- yeah. also training for a marathon. It's not an, that's not an inaccurate assessment of the situation. Not an inaccurate assessment for your nervous system to say, you know what, we're going to be fatigued and we're going to downregulate cortisol to decrease your ability to do this. How other times it can be more complicated. There's, mm-hmm. there can be other things going on, the types of stressors, trauma, things like that can affect the nervous system's accuracy or appropriateness in some of the responses it gives. And we'll talk about that more soon. The other thing that we can also look at is that there is evidence of a process called cortisol resistance. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is similar. You can also, dear listener, you can think about it similar to if you know anything about insulin resistance. Basically, the body tells the cortisol receptors to become less sensitive to try and protect you from the effects of having just way too much cortisol floating around over a way too long of a period of time. Because high levels of cortisol in the short term, while they're very helpful, right? They help us run from the bear. They're, they're very adaptive. If, it's just, if we're just hammering away at that over time, it starts to become uh, pro-inflammatory. It starts to suppress immunity. It starts to have negative effects on the overall system. And so the body in its wisdom of trying to protect the organism as a whole and help it survive its environment will tell those cortisol receptors to become less sensitive. So in addition to the nervous system, maybe down regulating the HPA axis, the cells themselves will become more resistant, just like in insulin resistance. So we have to think that is fundamentally different. Insulin resistance, this idea that 
there's so much insulin coming into the system from diet and other there's so much glucose that's causing us yeah. to have to try there's and so excrete much so much insulin that yeah. there's so much insulin that then the cells become resistant to the insulin is a lot different than say type 1 diabetes where there's not enough insulin being produced in the pancreas period yeah that would be in this metaphor that would be addison's wouldn't yes, you say that's yeah. addison's which is again yeah. very rare which is rare it exists and it is a hormonal condition that needs management through replacing cortisol the thing that we're talking about here is that in these in this chronic burnout style syndrome we're not lo- looking at a problem with the adrenal glands themselves just like we're not looking with a problem with the pancreas itself in insulin resistance we're looking at a problem of how the body is adapting to the stressors that are putting into it and really that that even that adaptation is the best the body can do to deal with it so our problem is what are we putting in and not putting in what are we not getting that we need and putting in that's excessive as far as stress goes and where are we being mentally resistant which is reinforced by the external factors of society and culture where are we being resistant to the idea of subtracting as opposed to adding rest adding nourishment do you know less is more so that i think is the crux of right because it's how convenient is it of like oh you're telling me i don't have to slow down i just need to take this whatever remedy i just need to get a cortisol shot i just feel like that's gonna fix me so like that be suspicious of it when it's that easy dear listeners is all we're saying do we want to finish with just a little bit about what's wrong with the testing that sometimes yeah the testing for this because some folks may have encountered that yeah i'll say the let's end with the testing and the treatment of what's wrong Mm -hmm. so the thing with testing is adrenal fatigue syndrome doesn't show up on standard blood hormone blood work so like you look at serum cortisol that's a useful test for looking at addison's Mm -hmm. but it's not used in the functional medicine world for this adrenal fatigue syndrome because people with those supposed adrenal fatigue have normal serum cortisol which should be your first indicator yeah also uh, it's something fishy so then we say okay we need to look at at the idea is oh let's look at a more sensitive test for Mm-hmm. Cortisol, cortisol levels and so you, so there's some urinary tests but the most common is salivary testing so spit cortisol and people how much cortisol is in your spit cortisol mm-hmm. and the first thing that's come up is time of day affects that and so some functional doctors will try to correct that by doing five tests and even even five tests doesn't look at all the variation so mm-hmm. some will do 10 and you get more and more tests but really it comes down to the idea that cortisol is constantly shifting throughout the day so unless you like had a constant salivary drip you're missing out on some of that on the fluctuations yeah there's some other issues with the actual testing that we don't have to even go into here but there's some quality assurance issues with the testing and Mm -hmm. how it's done but beyond that let's just even just say for the benefit of the doubt we're gonna say okay the cortisol cortisol is doing what it's doing it's Mm -hmm. it's testing cortisol accurately let's say the test is, is accurate yeah we are looking at how the nervous system changes cortisol levels on an hour to hour basis. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the end result of the nervous system, just like we might use heart rate variability that I know we've talked about before as another test. You test the heart rate's variability and you say, okay, when you have more heart rate variability, there's more mm-hmm. 
-hmm. That's good. There's more resilience. Mm -hmm. There's more resilience to stress. When there's lower variability, there's less resilience to stress. What you don't say is, oh, there's low heart rate variability. We better treat the heart. Because the purpose of the test of heart rate variability is to look at how- It's an indicator. It's looking at the heart rate's response to stress because the stress is coming from the nervous system, not from the heart. Just like the stress is coming in from the nervous system, there's response to stress, not the adrenal glands. So looking at all of this cortisol stuff, you end up with all these different results. And that is, it, it just, there's too many variables of why cortisol will be different ways. And I've not found it to be very useful clinically in practice. I've had clients that get- Including cortisol tests. resistance. Cortisol resistance will sometimes yeah. pop low cortisol. But again, yeah. you're shooting yep. the messenger when you go after the adrenals for low cortisol. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if it's accurate, even if you get an accurate result, you're just looking at how your nervous system affected cortisol, which means that really- do we need to be testing the cortisol to begin with, or do we need to be looking at the nervous system? Um, and the overall picture. The other tests that are really that come up a lot are like the pupil response and the postural tachycardia tests, which mm-hmm. are frequently in the functional medicine world used as adrenal tests. Oh. When these are nervous system tests, so we can deal with which ones are good tests for what later. But the point is, is that don't take indicators of the nervous system and then assume the problem's not the nervous system but instead the adrenal gland it's just bad it's just it, there's it a just, breakdown of logic doesn't there. make sense yeah yeah uh, and again dear listeners why do we care about this let's just close on that piece yeah. for us unless why we that care okay with you? Yeah, like does this matter that we make this distinction i think the big thing that matters in this it i, mean, I think it's twofold one is if we blame everything on the adrenal glands, then we miss the nuance of the nervous system that's actually at the heart of what's going on in burnout and fatigue. Mm-hmm. The second big problem that I have is that the treatment of adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so basically it sees that there's three big treatments in the natural medicine world for adrenal fatigue. And that is hydrocortisone, Low-dose hydrocortisone replacement, which is mainly if you go into a naturopath or a functional-minded MD, um, which if you're not having, (laughs) don't have Addison's, then you're replacing cortisol with a steroid, which has side effects. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing that's really popular on the West Coast is really high extracted glycerin from licorice Mm -hmm. and given in really high doses which basically acts a lot like the low-dose hydrocortisone. So mm-hmm. in these two treatments, we're giving a therapy that actually has an effect on the adrenal glands, even though we don't know that the adrenal glands... Are we, the issue. In fact, we do know that we the adrenal glands are not the issue. We do know that they are not, are not the, the issue. issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now in, in, on top of what's already going on with the nervous system, now we're throwing a medicine in there that is going to change cortisol responses, which then... We don't have a clear view of how that affects. We know that it spikes cortisol, which can sometimes make you, sometimes it can make Zingy. you feel good. Yeah, sometimes it can make not, you feel though. Like, but sometimes not. The last treatment that we're going to be covering in our next thing is next the adaptogenic. Mm-hmm. In the next two episodes, it's going to be covering adaptogenic herbs. And we'll break down them and what they supposedly do for the adrenal glands and what they actually do in the next episode. But Suffice to say, spoiler alert, they do not affect the adrenals. They don't affect the adrenal glands like we think, and they're not a harmless 
remedy either. Yeah, so, they are not a no cost remedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the big thing with the drill. I just we people can just believe it, call it adrenal fatigue, and we can work on it. it. It was just about getting more sleep and nourishment and using remedies that are at least harmless. But the problem is, is that mm-hmm. we get a sidestep away from the effective lifestyle changes that will actually help burnout and a focus on a gland that then the supposedly natural treatments for actually then cause more harm. harm than help. Yes. All right, dear listeners. So in summary, your adrenals aren't fatigued, but you very well might be. Your symptoms are real, yes. but they are not ascribable to a defect of the adrenal gland to fail to produce cortisol. In fact, what we are dealing with is a much more complex and longstanding and intricate relationship of self and environment and the nervous system interfacing with that environment. And honestly, I think that burnout would probably be a better, I I like burnout better than adrenal fatigue, not adrenal burnout, just burnout, where it's like, I'm fine with that because again, if, and we could say adrenal fatigue, like you were saying for us, if that meant that we weren't then applying harmful therapies, but I think if we could replace That's, adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout with just burnout, I think that that would be a huge improvement. So, burnout or nervous system fatigue or, you yeah, know. Or chronic like, stress. Like, we really don't have to get that complicated with it. It can just be chronic stress, right? Like, our ancestors call it neurasthenia, you know, Chinese medicine, qi deficiency. Like, there's, this is not a new thing in human history. It's just way more prevalent in the world that we live in now where we expect yeah. these crazy things of our bodies but yeah, and then combine that with taking very poor care of them and placing strain on them that is historically unprecedented in in many ways. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. We're going into adaptogens because I think the the herbal use of this is yes. really misguided. Mm-hmm. So our next couple of episodes are going to be talking about that, and then also stay tuned because we're going to be this month doing some more episodes on the nervous system and its response to stress and how that can lead into burnout and some of the things we can do about it. And some yes. And other armed really with that cool... information. Yeah. What, what can you do about that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And... All right. Thanks for hanging with us, y'all. This has been the Move Nourished podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Forrest. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>